What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Off-Market Operator. Today's show is very similar to a few of the previous shows that are on the boat here in San Diego. Today, we got a little overcast. We got the marine layer that hasn't quite burned off yet because we're down here at 9.30, 10 a.m. in the morning. But today, you guys, I have an awesome guest. His name is Caleb Hommel, and he is 20 years old, and he is crushing it. Um, he's at 28 units now, trying to get to 100 units this year, mostly seller finance, as well as doing a bunch of other cool stuff. You guys are gonna love this show, so without further ado, Let's get right into the show. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things, control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. When I was really like putting on a Reforma, and I look at like five years, I'm like, okay, if I went and bought five Airbnbs, right? Because it was when, when my wife and I were making the decision to buy our house in Del Cerro, which was a, you know, it's a it's real estate's not cheap down here. Oh, and say so the we, least. You know, we, we were looking at, we were looking at, and you know, down, your down payment, everything else involved, you know, you're spending four hundred, five hundred grand just to get into a house because you, you know you can't you can't do the three percent down here, right? There, <laughs> nothing, nothing meets the criteria in California. So um, we're looking. Okay, we, hey, we go buy four or five Airbnbs instead, and they make us whatever. So they make us three grand a month each, net, 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 right? Not gross income, not mm-hmm. net income. After everything's paid, you right. can actually take money out of your OPEX account um, and you're actually living off that. I go, okay, well, you, you, you perform it in five five years because a lot of those those Airbnbs are in markets that just don't really get the appreciation you do. And in markets like San Diego, and I go, man, our, our house in five years, we end up making more money, right? No, exactly. Um, San Diego's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... People, people think about it in a way where it's get rich, but I agree, you know, and that's, that's why I'm kind of going to lead me to my next point with you, but um, that's why I think it's so important to let yourself build it slow and have other streams of income, right? And, 100%. And that's what we talked about before, offhand before the show, where you're also doing, um, you know, sales and other things to keep your income up, I'm guessing, that supplements you. 100%. Um, but we'll get into that shortly. But what, so you, you buy the first property in Texas, you're making call it four hundred, five hundred bucks off it a month. Mm-hmm. You get long term appreciation. You're fixing it. Up. You're fixing it up. It's it's something you're gonna hold on to for I'm guessing most of your life, right? That's the goal, yeah. Um, so how does that turn into twenty eight units? So you're at ten now. Is that so? The other twenty, the other eighteen, to film like kind of bring us up to speed there. Yeah. How, so how it that went. Happened. It, it happened quick. Like once I started hitting it, it happened quick. So I went first ten unit under contract in May of twenty two. Had an eight unit under contract in the end of June twenty two, and another ten unit under contract in the beginning of August twenty two. So it kind of really snowballed for me and picked up, but it was kind of, it was different having three under contract at once, trying to move stuff around, close different stuff at the same time. So yeah, it kind of snowballed, and it's pretty much the same thing. Just plan on holding everything forever. It's not not really a fan of just selling for the quick flips and stuff. That's just kind of not my thing. Okay, so break those two deals down for me a little more so i can do the first one like, sounds good so how, how do we find them how do we how do we fund them what are the terms on them what's what's that look like sounds good so yeah the second one was on market as well eight unit in laredo i like the border towns down in texas i'm just a fan of them nobody everybody else i think in texas thinking austin downtown dfw stuff the tertiary markets are where it's at in my eyes so well, you get yeah you get the class c stuff that you can buy severely under market too right exactly you get some instant equity because you don't have everyone and their mom yeah, looking for yeah, that deal and yeah, calling the owner. Yeah. So that was on market too. That was an eight unit, ten percent down, four percent interest only. Kind of very similar structure. Same thing. Super under market rent. Just go in over time. Just increase them. And the third one was the biggest cash cow I have. It was because I've been calling all these brokers, building these relationships, and this guy in Houston is finally like, "Hey, I got something for you. If you want to take a look?" He's open to caring. I'm like, I've, I've, at that time, there's. I mean, you look at so many bad deals. You're like, yeah, whatever, cool. 
and look at it, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I got it for 725, is bringing over eight grand a month day once, whatever he like using the 1% rule, for example. It's mm-hmm. killed that, and I had 250 bucks to rent and is that is that gross it was bringing in eight yeah. grand a month? Okay. Yeah, so and then there's 250 bucks in rental upside on top of that per door. And I'm like, how many doors is it? Ten. Ten. So yeah, you got 25 grand, but on, on the exit, that's significant. <laughs> yeah, so it is ridiculous. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that one was kind of very similar structure, 10% down, a little higher interest rate on that one, five and a quarter. But still, same thing, seller finance, JV structure, keeping it simple. I don't like the whole syndicating model where you have pulling a zillion investors trying to keep all these relationships alive. Just keep between a few people and just build a relationship that way. So same thing, you raise the money and yeah, gotcha. okay. And then, um, so you got your 28 units, mm-hmm. so, so total, whatever, it's, it's not life-changing cash flow, but what it is, is it's a, you're in the game, you're confident, you, uh, it's, it's a long-term thing, you know, exactly. in, 20, in 20 years, it could be, you know, it is life-changing, right? Yeah, I know it is. Um, so, then, then you have a parlay into business, because I'm guessing you were, where you went, right, is, okay, I'm young, I have some confidence, now I have some deals under my belt, but, you know, I gotta live a life, too, I gotta, I gotta pay bills, like, you know, I gotta, I gotta, make, I gotta make it shake, right, because you can't really, uh, you know, especially in California where we, where we live, you can't really oh my live God. on, you can't live on 500 bucks a month. No, it's, it's impossible. It, it truly is. So yeah, I had the same thing. I, had, I was like, okay, I'm making a decision. I want to get into business with businesses more cash heavy. So I'm like, I need to make a change so I can mm-hmm. have some money to live off. So the mentorship I ended up going through at first, I was, they offered, they were trying to grow it. They're like, hey, anybody can bring it in. We'll get, we'll toss you a commission. And I was like, okay. And were you doing the sales at this point? Yeah, this is when I first started. It was okay. like, I was still doing DoorDash. So you were on the phones. Actually, I don't do, weird enough, sales, I'm pretty much all off on the phone, like not on the phone, just texting. You're just, you're just texting in on the DMs. It, very weird, yeah. So I was like, hey man, like they're like 750 bucks. I'm like, I'm bringing like 500 bucks a month with DoorDash. One of these deals is more than I make in a month. Why mm-hmm. not just try? Started trying, started just hammering on Instagram, just DM outreach, that's kind of the whole thing, and realized, gosh, I actually might have something here. So started scaling that up and actually turning into a business now, bringing on more people, other clients, and even um, get into the course space a little bit of like helping people set up courses, scaling that up too. So yeah, I kind of, you hit it right in the head. It's like, this is awesome. I've got confidence. I'm in real estate, but this is, <laughs> I can't live like this. I need mm-hmm. more money to pay for my living. And the sales business, because you said you spun into a sales business. So what's that look like? Are you going, are you doing sales for multiple people now? Are you, are you hiring salespeople and placing, yeah. placing them on different people's consulting offers? Like what, what does that look like? Yeah, great question. Pretty much hit it right in the head again. It's bringing on other clients. I will. Krishna Cody, that's kind of my the bread and butter where I started. Now it's branching out to other spaces, other niches of real estate, looking at some agent stuff, some other fix and flip stuff, and kind of bringing, targeting other audiences and bringing on either, we're in the process right now of hiring a few VAs and getting that kind of role and bringing on people under me so it takes more time off my hands to do other things and build the real estate empire at the same time and kind of get the businesses scaling at the same time. And what, what is the goal with real estate right now? Like, are you... Um... Are you trying to buy X amount of doors per year? Or are you kind of just coming yeah. as a, are you doing it when you feel like it? Like what's the, yeah. like what's the blueprint there? Cause I know we talked on the phone a while ago with, uh, with one of your buddies as well, talking about how to scale some marketing. So what, what does that look like? Are you trying to scale that aggressively or? Yeah, it's getting more aggressive back into it now. For me, it was, when I first got into it, it was more, I mean, ignorance is bliss. I was more ignorant to the whole thing. It's like doors don't equal cash flow is what I started to realize. So the real goal for me, I mean, I would like to hit the hundred door mark just to say I have a hundred doors. Love, ideally buy it at the time I'm 21, that'd be cool. Yeah, it looks good in the Instagram. Yeah, no, exactly, looks good on the Instagram, it looks yeah. good in the podcast, bigger pockets, whatever. But for me, it's I wanna get to a point of keep keep acquiring stuff. I'm looking, my family might move to Texas the next couple of years, so I don't know where I'll end up, but keep acquiring stuff out there as time goes, build kind of the sales agency, and 
just not rushing into bad deals. I think a lot of people right now, there's not enough good deals out there, so they're kind of pushing into like deals mm -hmm. that may not be the best investment. So, so what does a good what does a good deal look like to you? Gosh, for me, a good deal looks like eight to ten percent, like kind of cash on cash on your money day one, and then I, it, the whole thing is upside. I'm not going to buy a deal that's unless it's ridiculous price, where there's no upside in the deal. It just doesn't make any sense. I need some value add, meat on the bone kind of thing, and. Right now, it's I'm looking to scale up. I've kind of bought the tens and the eight units. I'm looking to get up in kind of the twenties and the thirties next. That's do, do some of, more damage per deal. Yeah, and still in scale. still in Texas. Yeah, still looking in Texas. I mean, gosh, if a ten flex popped up here and it was money, I'd buy a ten, <laughs> I'd buy a ten flex video. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, you'd be raising five hundred grand instead of uh, seventy five grand. Yeah, and while you're, you're buying instead of like from higher cap yeah. rates, you're buying like a two or a three cap day one, just something ridiculous. Yeah. And okay, question for you: uh, If you were um, you know, if someone came to you on Instagram, they were 19, and your position said, hey, you know, I, I want to start building a portfolio, seller finance, right? They're not, no one's getting a bank loan at 19 years old, so yeah. I want to start building a portfolio, <laughs> seller finance, I'm 19 years old. What is that, what kind of blueprint would you give them? Like, like if, someone, if someone was sitting on this boat right now with us, and I said, hey, um, Caleb, how can I go from, you know, zero to 50 doors in the next two years? Like, what's the step-by-step you're giving them from how, how are you finding these properties exactly, the kind of scripting you're using, um, how you're negotiating these deals, how you're closing on these deals, how you, the conversation you're having when you're going out and raising money, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many different aspects of it that I think, again, it's the curse of knowledge where it's- No, 100% it's because become, we're in the game and yeah, we're yeah. like, like, it's all up here. It's, it's hard for us to put it out sometimes. Yeah. I think the very first step I'd give somebody is decide where you wanna buy. For me, it ended up being Texas, but let's say the kid's from Nevada. I'm like, Nevada's, I, in my eyes, a great market, just hunker down because there. Because it's tertiary, is that why? Um, Parts of it, obviously, a lot yeah, of it. A, yeah, a little bit. I like I like that stuff. Or you like the college towns kind of vibe. I like I like both. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually looking at picking up in a college town right now, um, a little west of Fort Worth. But I mean, I love the college towns, but I love it's not like super core. I don't. I'm not like the super core stuff. Like if you're looking like downtown San Diego or by the big beach in San Diego, it's just so hard to make anything make sense. And you're mm -hmm. competing. It's like once you get bigger, like institutional money and all that stuff. You know, granted, I'm not there yet, but it's just. It's too hard to compete, so I like the little more tertiary markets, but I think the first thing is deciding on a location, and that's more than anything. And then the second thing, when I got started, I was calling a lot of brokers, because, I mean, sales volume was through the roof. It was like the hottest time in the market, yep. arguably ever. And so. Keep going, you're good. Like I said, hottest time in the market, arguably ever. So I'm like, I was calling brokers, but now, I mean, what, sales volume is down 70, 80% or something? It's like, now I'm kind of going like, hey, same thing, it's actually a change I've made, is calling more owners, direct to owner stuff. And so, owners that don't have brokers actively, or owners that do have brokers actively, you nope, don't care. Just, just yeah, call owners. off market. Tell me that's not okay. listed. And what is that process different for you than agents? Obviously, way different. Yeah. yeah, kind of something my mentors instilled in me is going for relationships can get you farther than anything else. And they've had a ton of success with it up in Washington. It's learning how the big players in your market actually got started. Uh -huh. And that's huge. I was actually out in Texas touring that deal. I was talking about learning how the guy built his business and driving around the ten unit. Uh, now, in the new one, the, I'm talking about the one I'm looking at now, okay. it's 24 units, I'm okay. looking to go under contract here any day now, but it was like, he drove us around and he's like, I bought that, I bought that, I bought that, that's my, that, the mayor's my friend, all this stuff, I'm learning how he got started, and mm. it's like learning his story, and then eventually you become the logical buyer, he wants to sell to you, after cultivating the relationship. It's a long-term game there. No, it definitely is. It can be long term and short term. I mean, yeah. I, I that one was fairly short for me. I know Cody, my, Christian, my mentors. They've been building relationships with people for three or four years, and they're finally like, "Hey, I'm looking at selling. What would it look like?" Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that relationship's worth it every single time because if you're coming to me, if you if you love me, you see yourself in me, you're, and you've taught me what I should be looking for in a deal, 
you can't sell me on something else. It's mm -hmm. like, you're like, hey, you want this much cash flow, you want this much spread, you want this much upside, this is what the price has to be, all this stuff. And you yeah. look to sell me your deal, yeah, yeah. you're like, it has to hit everything we talked about. Yeah. It's so that's another way it just builds relationships, but just learning how the people got started. I mean, they're gonna push you forward, whether that person may be a future capital partner. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't have anything I wanna sell, but I'm liquid, so are you looking at anything? So I think the relationship game's huge. There are still good deals to be had out there from brokers, but it just, it's a fight for tooth and nail for a mediocre deal right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely funky. So 20 years old, man, you get to 23, 24, 25, let's say 25. Mm -hmm. I'm 25, man. I, I was the young guy on podcasts five years ago doing my podcast tour, talking about my, my wholesaling business and where I wanted to be, and <laughs> I didn't know shit. Compared, like, like really sitting here now, like, I, I didn't It's know, crazy. Like, That's, I, I, hindsight is 2020. I, I had no idea what I was doing, dude. And I still don't, right? No one, you don't really, every two years that pass, you should go, what was I doing? No, uh, I'm the, you should, you I should. feel the same exact what, what is sitting here right now, you know, if you said, hey, that, that would be an awesome life when I'm 25, what does that look like? Because for me, if you would have told me when I was 20, I'd be married, living in San Diego, sitting on my podcast, sitting on a boat doing podcasts on Fridays, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. So what, what is <laughs> like, feel real. for right now, based on what you know, the data you have, what does um, 25 look like for you? and your kind of ideal vision? Gosh, that's a, that's a great question. I try not to look too far in the future, but it definitely would be nice. Um, probably having a house, probably uh, buying a car eventually, but that stuff for me, it's like kind of, don't want to get too ahead of myself because while all the flashy stuff is awesome, I just don't like looking too far ahead. But yeah, it'd be nice to probably still be living in San Diego or maybe have a place here, I have a spot in Texas, one east, go back and forth as I please. I mean, I don't think I'll be there by 25, but eventually having a plane would be pretty awesome, I think. Oof. Being able to get wherever you want, whenever you want. Okay, what's the plane thing? I don't know, just like kind of freedom to kind of get up and go whenever you need. I like I like that, the flexibility and schedule. Like, hey, I'm going back to San Diego today. Okay, I see ya. And just, I think that's cool. I mean, having a boat would be awesome. You've got one yourself, but gosh, I don't know, probably having a place here, a place in Texas. I like, my next car I'm looking for is gonna be a Tesla. I don't know if I'll have the Tesla still at 25, but I like the idea of that, so. I mean, nothing, like Tesla? Honestly, I like, there's a couple reasons. I like Elon a lot, I think Elon's a baller. And then just, I like the interior. Uh, I like the big screen in the front, I like all the self-driving stuff. What, what kind of Tesla? Gosh, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the SUV ones. I want one of the, the more. You want one of the threes or the, the, yeah. the plaids or whatever Yeah, the plaids, yeah. yeah we, have, we, have, we have a three, man, they're fun cars. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're awesome. Quick. I've yeah. drove Christians before, I'm like, yeah. when I drove the first time, I'm like, this isn't too bad, I like this better yeah. than the Ford I got now, so. So what kind of, so 25, you got a boat, you got a, you got a house, you got a car. What kind of portfolio do you think you need to have to have for that to for that to be yeah reality? Off, so you don't have another business, you're just living off real estate. Gosh, what I mean, that, what does that have to look like? Gosh, probably at least 500 doors, I'd imagine. 500 doors with a good with okay. a good loan to value, good cash flow on everything. Okay, that's probably I'd imagine. But on top of that, I mean, a goal for me is really scaling on the business side as well as the real estate. I mean, real estate is a business itself, but really getting the more business stuff like the course, the marketing stuff, all that. Uh, that's definitely so you, a big goal for me. Do you like the business more than the? Real estate side? That's a good question. Um, That's the constant battle, man. Like I'm, I, I'm, I can tell you now, I'm a business guy. I like the fast pace. I like working with my teams every day and and, and growing companies. As much as I like real estate, I like, I like the yeah. long term security of it. And I'm always going to be buying real estate. I like the business side even more because you know you can go. Well, I've done it several times. You can go zero to a million bucks in six months, twelve months in a business. No, you can't. Hard to do that and like and have meaningful. Prof profit in, in in real estate. Right? No, hundred percent. I'm honestly, I'm on the business side. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you feel guilty to yourself almost because I'm like a real estate guy in my head. But it's like I since I've started my business, started growing it, I am hooked on it. I, I love the business side. Buying properties is cool. It's like a game. 
But business, it's just way more fun, way more fast paced, always something happening, always something you can do next to push forward. And yeah, I, probably, I definitely enjoy the business stuff a little more, I would say. So again, the reason I ask is because say you're 25, right? Do you see your life being supported more by your businesses or real estate? Business 100%. Okay. And are you, so here, here's, here's the thing, man. Like there's, there's a lot of guys that, you know, stay solopreneurs, kind of like you are right now, right? You have a small team, you have a partnership, and they go buy a bunch of real estate, or they build a business around buying real estate, right? Where mm -hmm. you have people that are doing the outreach for you, people that are doing everything, you know, you're building a company around the product. Do you see that for yourself, or is it more like a, I want to run info product, sales, that side of the world, and dump it into real estate, or do you want to build a real estate business? Honestly, it's very different, right? Like, no, it's a hard like, 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 like calling brokers and, and buying um, property seller finance, you know, that's, it is a business, but you don't have, you don't have a business. Ex you are the business. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. You, you don't have it. You yeah. are the business. Exactly. I mean, gosh, for me, I really like the sales and the info stuff, the marketing stuff really draws me to it. That's what I'm really passionate about right now, as well as real estate, obviously. I mean, maybe I have an acquisition teams eventually, but just not really looking for that at this point in time. Right now, it's really trying to grow, like you said, the businesses and just dump it into real estate. It's kind of where I see myself going in the future, but I mean, you never know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I could be in a completely different spot when I'm 25. I could decide, hey, I want to just do a real estate acquisition business and go full there. Love it, man. Cool. Well, um, well a couple questions I like to wrap up with, man. The first one is, what is uh, the definition of success to you at 20? Right, it's gonna change every year of your life. It changed every year of my life for me, right? Dude, that, that's, was, a, that's was, a hard question. When I was 20, I was like, I want to be a millionaire, and I want a house, and I want a boat, and I want a car, and I want a wife, and you get all the things, and you're like, well, your definition of success, can, it's, the goalpost continuously moves, right? Oh, 100%. So, so no. right now, what is your definition of success to you? Like, what Gosh. is it, if you said, yeah, I'm successful, what does that look like? Is it, I mean, obviously, you have the confidence now, you probably already feel like you've taken a lot of steps in that direction, but. Yeah, no, I for sure do, but like you said, something you, you touched on is the goalposts keep moving. That's something that's hard for me, I think any entrepreneur is, you kind of set this like, oh, I'll be successful when. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you keep setting that target farther and farther out, so while yeah. I'm, Hungry is the next guy up to get there. It's it's very hard for me. I feel like most entrepreneurs to be like content in your current situation, like mental wise, but still being hungry. So I mean, success for me is just keep scaling the businesses. I want to. I ideally want to hit 100 units by the end of this year. We'll see what happens with the market, but we'll do that. Want to bring some more clients for the sales company. That's kind of what success looks like for me. Is just bringing out some more clients, buying some more units. But I mean, in the future, like you said, those goal pulls just always keep moving. You keep like, oh, you smashed the vehicle. You're like, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. Like for me, it's buying a deal. It's like, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. Raising money is easier than I thought. So yeah, the next goal is probably hit 100 units and add a few more clients to the sales thing, get that scaling every month. Love it, man. Well, last question, man. Um, where and how do you consume most of uh, the information that you do? Are you a book podcast guy for myself? I, I honestly, I... Um, I don't really listen to a ton of podcasts. I'm more of like, I'll, re I'll read the same book over and over again until I really can internalize and process and um, deploy that into what I'm doing. I'm very but, similar to that, actually. I, I don't like taking in a lot of different information from different people. I think that started growing up with baseball. It's like, for me, I like, there's like yeah. four different guys telling you. You only have one swing hitting coach, right? Otherwise, exactly. yeah, otherwise you're doing a bunch of different stuff to your swing. You, know, you hit it on the head. It was like, my senior year, there's four guys trying to tell me what to do, and I'm like, you're saying something different than this guy, than this guy, than that guy, and it's like, it was just too much. And I think the same thing goes for business. If you're listening to everybody who have an input, and everybody their mom has an input on what you should be doing or how you could be doing something. For me, it's, I like, like you said, like one book or one podcast, kind of listen to that and not taking in a million different sources of information. So I, I am, I like audiobooks more than I like podcasts and then more than actual reading books. So kind of an audiobook guy. I mean, I like, I like a lot of mindset stuff. Like 
Grant Cardone, like here, like the mindset that's head X then, like always got to go bigger. I like that stuff. I like listening to that stuff every once in a while. Just kind of like keeps you thinking bigger, yep. stops you from getting content. That's the biggest thing for me. Love it, man. Well, appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks for sticking around with me and Caleb or Caleb and I. Um, as always, <laughs> you guys can find this on uh, all the different places you listen to audio podcasts. That's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the different ones, as well as YouTube. And honestly, on, on shows like this, when we're on the boat, YouTube's the best place because you get a really cool background. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. So if you want to get in contact with Caleb and learn more about how he's um, you know, finding these deals off market and seller financing, well, again, he's going to be 20, 21 with 100 units this year. Um, you can reach out to him at caleb.hommel on Instagram. We'll also tag his stuff below in the description here on YouTube and Apple and Spotify and everywhere else you're finding this podcast. So as I always say, until next time, you're only one deal away.